Welcome to Cosmic Explorations Podcast, curated by the Cosmos, narrated by Feva Cristina. Hello! Exploring the universe in and of us through a cosmic storytelling of astrology, an ancient love language of the soul encoded in our DNA and recorded in our charts. In Cosmic Explorations, we like to play with an embodied invocation of the zodiac energies, which are archetypal representations of life and various qualities here on Earth. Through your incarnation, and therefore a unique earthly manifestation of the higher consciousness, your energetic blueprint is a masterful mosaic of all of these energies. So, I want to welcome you to this cheeky journey of sensual shadow play as we claim our liberated authentic expression through expanded pleasure and playful embodiment as a new default for living and loving. Welcome, you're at the right place. <laughs> Oof, I'm so excited for you to have pressed play and immersed into this yummy episode. I am coming to you with another extremely special guest. And I know I say this for all of my guests, but truly, like they truly are. <laughs> and for the scorpionic exploration of this episode... The guest is someone that I've been admiring and honestly fangirling about for months now. It's Yasmin Hanna, a soul doula, a holistic medicine woman working with life force energy, the creative energy within us, which is essentially our sexual energy and all of the layers through which we journey in order to return to a place of empowered authenticity, innocence, self-worth and embodiment to be able to live our deepest truth. She's been merging her deep insights through 12 years of steady vipassana meditations, soul initiation work with Haydn Mystery School, trans-Himalayan esoteric teachings, womb mentorship, Ayurveda, and also stage performance and theater, expressive arts. And we at Cosmic Explorations definitely dig that. Her connection to ancient Egyptian shamanism and Kemetic cosmology, Kemet being an old name for Egypt, um, runs really deep. After all, she does have Egyptian roots even in this lifetime. She also works with plants, especially with the Blue Lotus medicine, and she does offer Blue Lotus ceremony retreats and trainings. Uh, we actually did a whole episode at Cosmic Explorations podcast for Leo season, so in August, around Egyptian shamanic astrology and diving deeper into Egyptian mysteries. So if you're interested in that, I had a conversation with my friend Angelina, who also works with the Blue Lotus power and medicine. So you can uh, search for that if you want to deepen your understanding and um, exploration of that. Now, for Yasmin, all of this is a big part of her deep exploration of union of polarities and Tantra. She is one of the facilitators of the sacred sexual shamanic experience retreats with the International School of Temple Arts, also known as ISTA. And today we get a glimpse of the sacred temples through which her wisdom and mystery echo. In these temples of pleasure, we're not only met with the darkness and the light, but with all of the shadows and colorful fragmentations in between. Meeting the angel in us, as well as our inner animal, marrying the spirit and sex, tasting the pain as well as the pleasure, dancing with the royal chaos as well as the perfect order of it all. Mm. Can your chaos be welcomed and be met with awareness? 
What is the difference between darkness and light? What does darkness have to teach us? And what is the role of the light? The sexual secrets, the unspoken and the unexpressed that is still known. Making love to the pain, sourcing the healing power of sex and sexuality. Millennia of perversity and a repression of sexuality, manipulation, the misuse of our sexual energies, the obsessions, possessions, controls, fixation, the unspoken agreements, all of those shadow sides of pleasure and sexuality, the kings, the forbidden fruit kind of pleasures. This is what we touch upon in this scorpionic exploration of an episode. What is sexual alchemy? What is at the core of it? And how can we approach sexual exploration after experiencing sexual trauma or feeling very blocked around our sexuality? Going into the power pieces of our shadows and the bitter medicine that life sometimes offers us. And I not only hope that you enjoy this episode, but I hope it takes you into the fertile grounds of your being, where you let the light shine in and touch the pieces of your soul with warmth, love, empowerment, curiosity, and truth. After all, this is what cosmic explorations is all about. Yasmin Hanna. Welcome to Cosmic Explorations Podcast. <laughs> so yeah. lovely to have you here. Mm. I've been really looking forward to this conversation. And I'm really happy to catch you between two very yummy events, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you reporting from right now? Where am I reporting? I'm in Paris for a few <gasps> days. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Before I before I head to Egypt. So I am going to flying to to Egypt in a few days. Yeah. Mm. So it's yeah. A, I'm another place between worlds, you could say. No. It sounds like it. <laughs> With the shamanic teachings that you bring and oh the mysteries of the Egypt. Um so in between this Egypt emergence journey. You were also facilitating an ISTA training. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. I just finished an ISTA training probably four days ago in Poland. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> so ISTA being International School of Temple Arts. And yeah. I know that temple arts is something that you do wave your magic through quite a bit. And mm -hmm. so to kind of get more of the feeling of what kind of mysteries you bring through... If we were now entering the temple of you and your legacy, what would be the experience? Can you take us into the temple of you? Oh, you go deep really fast, girl. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio rising. Welcome to Scorpio season. Oh, yeah. Right in it. I can feel it now. <laughs> oh, the temple of me. Well... Mm. That would be the sound of water, sometimes trickling, and sometimes it comes really in cascades, but water is definitely a frequency. Sound is a frequency in this temple. There are mm -hmm. sounds ranging everywhere from the ecstatic moans of the most exquisite pleasure to the deepest gut scream. That's welcome. And there's no difference. It's all welcome. Yeah. There are cats. <laughs> <laughs> there are creatures but in a way we all embody our divine creature like mm -hmm. it's less about being this um clever person but it's more mm -hmm. about embodying that note that we are in the core of who we are so it's everything from our mythology to our everyone's living myth that is welcome the stories are welcome mm -hmm. poetry is welcome are also intelligence like I love 
I love when things are can be put into precision, like the notes are precise, you know, like mm -hmm. the harmonies are precise. Um, chaos is welcome. And also when it fits into place and creates something that lands. So I love this living architecture. Um, there's a space for flow. There's a space mm -hmm. for freedom. There's a space for everyone's expression. But there's also an incredible frequency of integrity where everything is allowed and yet there's a um yeah, there's a call to awareness. Mm. Like you and be anyone. Can you do that in awareness? Can chaos, your chaos, your madness be welcome and be done in awareness? Are you still there in the midst of that? Right. So I live for that. And the temples I love are the ones where everything is welcome in our totality of our humanity. And yet there is an integrity, there's an awareness, there's a spaciousness, there's a listening. Otherwise, it's just mad, like total madness that doesn't mean <laughs> And I'm not for that, but I'm I want to welcome in all the parts. So if I was to go into my living body temple, <laughs> mm. it's yeah, it's there's definitely the pits of sorrow to the high most sublime heights of the divine um kind of like subtle realms and the darkest dark to the lightest light in the underworld as well as the overworld so i live deeply in those worlds and yeah mm. anyway, go on but i'll leave it there yeah Oof, mm. oof, oof, what an experience that temple is. <laughs> what an experience the temple of this life is. Yeah. Yeah, and I see you so beautifully bring all of the aspects already into it. And so I love to weave my astrology into it a little bit mm -hmm. as well and okay. open up charts of my guests. And so I have yours here. And it's so interesting, you started with like intelligence, awareness, poetry, there are words and sounds, and it's so beautifully represented in your Gemini rising. And that's mm -hmm. actually one aspect that I, why I was so drawn to you. I feel like most of the things that come out of your mouth in terms of words is really a spoken poetry. There's mm. this, oh depth of penetration of the energies that they carry and that's what Gemini is here for to expand those horizons with the curiosity and intelligence of perceiving understanding and sharing forth the information and mm -hmm. it's so beautiful to see because in your first house there's Chiron in conjunction with Black Moon Lilith which is mm -hmm. literally tapped into like the most vulnerable, raw, um, tender parts of what it means to be a human, what it means mm -hmm. to have a body, and all of the stories that we carry and that have been conditioned into us, but also with that feminine Lilith force of mm. the repressed feminine that mm -hmm. is no longer taking shit and so mm -hmm. in your Gemini rising expression it's the stories of the forgotten wounded angry grieving feminine that has had enough that's mm -hmm. what I'm sensing here oh beautiful yeah and I wonder yeah. how you see this in what you aim or what naturally perhaps even arises in you and your work. Yeah, I can certainly say with the work that I've done with ISTA, that's been mm. that's been pretty much that is giving room for the feminine in male and female bodies, mm -hmm. as well as the masculine in male and female bodies to have a, a space to express mm -hmm. itself. And then to come to that place where they unite back into an inner marriage. So this has been the essential part of my work for a decade. Yeah, definitely important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and Gemini is about duality and polarity. Yes, it, absolutely. And then the, the doors, what I understand from Gemini is the doors of the temple open when they both stand erect and equal. Mm. Otherwise, mm. the door of the temple doesn't open. So... Mm. 
yes, mm. they they hold the polarity, but the polarity will lead to drama after drama after drama, which is fine. That's what keeps everything spinning. <laughs> and then at some point, it's like, I want to step into my inner temple. Then they both stand equal, strong together. And then that mm. door opens, I feel, which is the door to the embodied soul. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And in a way, yeah. together pointing towards the oneness, the unity, mm-hmm. right? And I know that yeah. you do work with like, okay, the seen, the unseen realms, but also with dark and light. And mm-hmm. I wonder what do these forces mean to you? What do you? What is the difference between the darkness and the light? Yeah. Hmm. At some point, there is no difference. That's the that's the the paradoxical thing. From what I understand, the deeper I go into the mysteries of Oset or Isis, is she encompasses both equally, and it's only judgment that says this is dark and this is light, and that's mm-hmm. the parts of the that kind of can. Um, part of our brain that wants to box things and label Mm -hmm. and judge them which is pretty much separates our experience of this unity and oneness the density of the darkness is a different it's feels it's denser it's you could even say richer fertile it's Mm -hmm. the breeding ground in a way of all the parasites but also of all the mycelium (laughs) of all the that which gives life in a way to this human experience it's the pits of our hell as well as where but also the pit where our roots go deep and it's where we can drink and embody our wisdom it's in the dark i feel and the dark is important the light on the other hand is the place where we can go to soar to the heights where we take that exhale and I feel the heights are extremely important because just being in the darkness all the time, it's heavy. Mm. So, yeah. So, yeah, the dark and the light, they are like the place where the deep roots go in and then also the place where we can radiate. And mm-hmm. yeah, but to only want to be in that without the dark is a big part of our rootedness is missing. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, just wondering how's the connection is it fine i lost you there for a second actually when you were going into the light (laughs) it was the Ah. ascension into the light i believe (laughs) well the light (laughs) is the light is important i feel for for spaciousness for the Mm. place where we can seek our the the inhale the exhale the place of inspiration also that that uplifts our heart that uplifts our mind and it's important i feel to as we go deeper into the dark to also find the refuge and the sanctuary and the light too because uh, it's just space like it's super spaciousness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's another way also to recharge and rejuvenate so yeah both mm. beautiful as we kind of transition into the darker period of the year mm-hmm. and as we go into the embrace of this darkness into the shadows which is what Scorpio connects us to as well I'm wondering what have been some of the most fertile or abundant touching teachings of the darkness for you on your path Mm. yeah for me it was definitely the journey into depression for many Mm. many years yeah once a friend said depression you can also say it's like deep restion right and so I viewed it changed my complete perception of what depression is which for me before was like an illness that you needed to cure with medication to I'm taking a deep rest from the madness of life like not the Mm -hmm. healthy madness but the the yeah <laughs> the trip of life basically and finding mm-hmm. refuge in places that start to actually make sense and uh, for me it was really connecting also to what was in my heart which was the pain the tears the sorrow the longing the deep deep mm-hmm. deep longing for something else in life that made sense to me that fit you know what what was an expression of my inner worlds onto my outer worlds and when that's not connected, it's like, this is my rich inner world and I'm living a different experience outside. At mm. some point, I feel this depression comes in. It's like, come in and rest again in this. And then from there, life changes on the outside, right? Because it's taking a break from all that and things will fall away. 
people will go it's like that's important it's like come back here right mm. you know, even if work starts to crumble or these relationships it's like it's fine come here come back in so I had that for many years in my teens and yeah and visited it for quite a while again and again in my 20s and looking back mm -hmm. it was a gift a true gift um and when I first had it um I was put on medication and at some point my dad said to me you're your own doctor like you mm -hmm. are your own doctor and I'll forever be grateful for him for those words because I realized I needed to take this into my own hands and find my own medicine and cure and that kind of was the start for the medicine path I found it through mythology I found it through stories my medicine mm. very much especially Isis and Nana like the different those type of darker goddesses mm -hmm. they were like my sisters growing us mm. like holding my hand and walking with me my fascination for death was always there since I was a girl and mm. it went through all my teens until this day I still sit back and just need to die for a while and I mm. ponder feel this place of yeah just the death realms very strongly I've been always connected to them mm -hmm. so those wow. are the rich grounds for me and wow. also the place where the more hidden hidden skeletons darker secrets the sexual um secrets that people carry always been fascinating growing up in the middle east it's like everywhere and i could smell it you know i always felt mm. like smell things you know? <laughs> well, yes <And> your <laughs> venus is in the 12th house in taurus she smells uh -huh. the collective unconscious for sure yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally yeah so there's this like yeah this ability to just sense things instinctively mm -hmm. and there's a lot the things that are unspoken and unexpressed but there's like a, a knowing a feeling of mm -hmm. sensing out of that so yeah that was also pretty strong or still is wow. yeah wow woman you're opening the portals <laughs> mm. many of them wow thank you for sharing that um, and yeah, one of the beautiful transmissions of the Scorpio archetype is the understanding that death is a crucial process of life in many ways, at many points, this deep transformation that happens through letting go, diving yeah. into it, into the darkness. Mm -hmm. And one of the aspects it's such a beautiful new perspective that you brought on depression one aspect that I heard was that like depression is like deep repression repression mm. of our life force of our energy of our expression and you know this guided me towards your moon in astrology which is in Leo which is mm. literally the archetype that brings that heartful expression that is bigger than life, that connects mm -hmm. us to what brings us joy and pleasure. And mm -hmm. in that, how often it is repressed, it is misunderstood, the, the light is deemed. And I know pleasure, sexuality, sexual alchemy has been a big part of your journey and is a big part of your mysteries and your wisdom. And so I wonder what has been your initiation into deeper exploration of pleasure and sexuality? Yeah. <clears throat> wow. You know, I have to say, I haven't been sharing much about it only because of my background that... <laughs> mm. It's always been a bit of a hidden thing for me, even though I share it, I very rarely speak about my personal mm. life. And I think it is because of my my upbringing. And yeah, so I'm even happy to start to open up a bit more. I was always sexual. I had my first orgasm when I was probably seven years old riding a bike mm. or eight years old. And I've always somewhat felt that orgasmic energy like mm. I was very young I think I was seven or eight writing yeah so um <clears throat> and throughout my early childhood days I was already exploring um 
with uh with a female cousin so that was already there um and when I did go into my depression in my teens and I was a very very faithful uh Muslim girl like I was very religious Mm so for me it was going to be when I get married um in that way uh but when I started to go through my depression and my suicidal days I was just longing to merge with the beloved like the true beloved and I was mourning the fact that I wouldn't have this earthly experience. And I do feel that's what kept me here <laughs> was the knowing that wow. I had yet experienced that in my human body. And no matter how many times I tried to take my life, it was like, you're not leaving. It was my love for my sister. And it was obviously the fact that I had something to learn about sex. And that's when I knew I would be here and my journey in this life would to be expressed the taboo, sex and death. Mm-hmm. and that they are such a big part of our human existence mm-hmm. and they're the most unspoken thing so sexuality was I feel it was my nurturing it was my deep union with source it was a way that I could feel my aliveness it was my passion and it's always been pretty strong like to the point where I'm like do I have to tone down my sexuality mm-hmm. um But there is something about the totality of the experience of my animal and my my angel. It is the place where I can be fully broken and fully open and fully whole. Like it's everything is welcome there. For me, it's such a medicine. If I get unwell or ill in my heart, somewhere in my body or in my psyche, I make love and bring life to meet that. And it's amazing the power that it has to heal and restore Mm -hmm. again and again and again. Um, by directing it into different parts of the body. Um, the melting, the merging with others is just exquisite. And I feel in so many ways I live for that. Whether it's in with someone else, whether it's with myself, or whether it's just meditating and being in that full aliveness and presence. Um, with all the Egyptian work that I do, the Kemetic work, I feel like they knew that. They were juicy. Mm. They were they were alive. They that's where the power came. It was the deep rootedness into life force energy. And there wasn't the shame around genitals and the shame around erections or around pleasure. But it's like this is the this is the battery that generates all the energy for every other endeavor, whether we're building a village or building a pyramid or uh, bringing justice to the land it is this energy when it is an integrity it has absolute power when it is drenched in perversity when it is drenched in our cloaked in shame and fear and starts to come out in weird kind of um deformed ways that mm. can actually cause harm and not good and that's pretty much what we're experiencing as a collective it's just drenched and cloaked in like probably millennia of perversities and suppression Mm. and so it has to trickle out and it trickles out in the way we do life on the planet which is you could so obvious (laughs) there's rape there's uh disease and it's ripping up the earth at the same time so it yeah so that Mm. is why i feel by bringing attention the sex then it's like okay I don't care what you're saying like reveal to me transmit your sex to me Mm -hmm. and that's not in a way take off your clothes and show me what you know reveal your life force to me and then I hear you um I very rarely go to places where people are just talking from the mind about a project it's like I have to be aroused to be on the same page with you. If you have something you want to share with me and I'm vibrating with it and I'm aroused and it doesn't mean I'm just, that doesn't mean I'm dripping or I want to have sex. Again, these words have to be clarified mm-hmm. again and again. It's like, I'm aroused. My being is aroused. I'm activated. I'm listening. My senses are on. I'm with you. I feel you. I'm on board. Whatever it is, I have to feel it that way. And that's the only way I want to operate in a world where I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm aroused, I'm connected, mm. I'm here. So yeah, there's so we could go into sexuality for days, yeah. <laughs> for hours, for but a lifetime, for a lifetime, exactly. But there is a deep root there. So yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And like sexuality really encompasses 
all aspects of life and that's why it's so potent and that's why it's so crucial to have the deepening the understanding and yet like you brought another kind of polarity and duality when it comes to sexuality and pleasure how oftentimes you know when we talk about pleasure there's inevitable aspect of the pain yes and so you kind of touched upon the dark side of pleasure which can be in this shadow side in this repressed rejected shamed guilt infused ways and where the shadow work comes in and takes us into the well we started with temples into the temples of shadow yeah you kind of already touched upon a few and I wonder if maybe we could go a little bit deeper of what are these temples of shadow that in a way we need to go into so that it can be alchemized and so that we can embrace the pleasures that they bring yeah so there already is a type of pleasure which is which is in this world of the shame and the uncloaked which is like the forbidden fruit right (laughs) something you're not supposed to do it's like a hundred times more delicious so it's not that there isn't pleasure there but it's the feeling of I needed to steal something that I wasn't allowed to have right and it goes back to the story of creation with all apple but this is how a lot of societies still live it's like I'm 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 taking something that is forbidden but when there it's so it's so exquisite in the moment because it's like forbidden, right? Mm. It's the taboo. And enjoying that type of pleasure is definitely electric and oozes with the dark nectar. There's something about it. It's, dr- it's dripping <laughs> mm. with this, mm, something very, very, very irresistible. And then what comes is the layers of the shame and then the drama that comes around that and the fear. But I don't want to say there isn't pleasure in there. Otherwise, there is such an incredible pleasure. So people actually want to go more into the shadows and into the dark. That's why like kink right now is really in or there's this like... (laughs) Doing things that are a little bit like out, a little bit naughty, a little bit like, oh, I'm taking something that is not allowed, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. because there is a deliciousness, the forbidden fruit. And that's why I feel like there's a lot more kinky kind of things that I was like, when I first started in this film, there wasn't so much kink. And I was just like, like, every temple night or whatever, there's always like half Mm -hmm. the people want to explore kink because this is yeah the places now which are more taboo or more wrong so-called wrong are actually more exciting right now would you but say yes, the temple that king of... is some kind of an alchemy i feel as you let's go back to pain there is something about underneath pain lies the ecstasy mm-hmm. now Anything that's done with awareness and with heart has medicine. When awareness and heart is lost, I don't find it a medicine anymore. I find it a way to continue to perpetuate the loop or the spinning Mm. or the spiral, Mm. which nothing wrong with it. But if you want to find the medicine and actually start to really transform and heal and open the heart, then, then it's like, with what intent are you? going in and can you experience the pain but breathe into what's underneath that which is an incredible ocean of ecstasy so the mm-hmm. armoring work all the sacred spot like anything that kind of touches in those spaces of pain in the body even in the psyche wherever there's that that place where something hurts it's like breathe into that and bring the life force through that and then mm-hmm. the ecstasy to vibrate through and sometimes it takes time sometimes it takes a lot of time so this process Mm -hmm. cannot be rushed it's the very deep feminine process and she needs her time Mm -hmm. and can't be pushed right yeah so yeah pain as a way to pleasure absolutely you can go anywhere from kink to the most sweetest held nurturing space Mm -hmm. in a deep you know ritual with another being who's holding space for you to move through that and there's different ways to do that that's fine um so there's that whole spectrum the important thing is love is at the center of that and that there's enough awareness to bring the medicine through and mm. the magic um, would you say this is at the core of sexual alchemy at the core of sexual alchemy i feel there is transformation 
whether it's through pain or pleasure, I don't even, I feel like it's the whole spectrum, but it's transformation. I was always obsessed with butterflies when I was a girl mm. and a teen. And till now, it's not so much butterflies, it's metamorphosis. It's changing from something, from one form, and through a process of cocooning and restoring and coming back in, complete change like that level of transformation is what I feel sexual alchemy holds it's like you can completely transform your cellular cellular vibration you can transform even your DNA and your memory lines just by connecting to the core of sexual energy you become a co-creator with life like it's powerful we're dealing with the vibrational frequency of all of creation as mm -hmm. a creator that's our power of our sexual mm -hmm. energy so yeah mm. there's a lot of power in it mm. yeah and because it's so much power it's been so deeply repressed and so I wonder for people who have let's say experienced sexual trauma or feel very blocked and disconnected from their sexuality what would you like where would you guide them first um I would say start slow and start soft mm -hmm. like like allow the body first to experience gentleness um jumping into something like right away uh that's that's super intense if life offers you that intense experience then embrace it but don't seek it right mm -hmm. learn first the art of receptivity which means gentleness, soft, slow, receptive, watering, nurturing. Like I spent five years celibate and I was pretty much only around women. Mm. I needed that to start my journey to re to remembering what my sexual energy was about. I want I wanted nothing to do with sex at all. And if, for me, it was about the gentle, sweet nourishment that I needed from my from from my source inside, from the world outside. Mm -hmm. I was hanging out with children, old people, flowers, flower remedies, like, you know, gentle stroking. I didn't even self-pleasure in any way that was stimulating. It was just soft, everything. That's what I needed. Um, so I'm sharing that from my personal experience and create the foundation that will hold you through the next layers that may come that might take you into deeper underworld places, but you know containment. Yeah. yeah. Create your containment before you go into going deep. Because once you start going deep, it's a wild ride into the <laughs> underworld. Mm -hmm. It's wild and it, it it's powerful and it can be intense. It will mm -hmm. shred everything apart. So you have to know how to hold yourself and be contained before journeying there. So yeah. If you're feeling that, first of all, accept it and lovingly embrace this is where you are. Understanding that that is so amazing where you're at. If you're feeling like, why me? What a gift. Seriously, what a gift. Like, because this is the start to your medicine journey. Like, this is such a, it's such an honor in a way to walk that path. And the only way to start to collect your medicine is to know what that is. Mm -hmm. So receive it with a blessing. It's a blessing create the containment and then tread softly and tread powerfully step by step by step and uh yeah it just keeps it's like an endless cave one cave and another cave and another cave just when I think I've arrived somewhere another cave opens and I'm like oh another cave here I go it's endless <laughs> it's an yeah. endless exploration and it's an incredible exploration start slow gentle with a loving heart mm -hmm. and see the blessing in it yeah so what I'm hearing is becoming a safe harbor for yourself first, the importance yeah. of community, of that support system around you, and also a celebration and acceptance of where we are at at any point of the journey. Yes. And if you don't have community, you don't, I also want to say I back then had a few people around me, but I didn't have a community. Mm -hmm. So I had to seek out my own inner community, just for those who feel like, oh, now I have to go find a community. Community comes to you, like when on the mm -hmm. path, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. so, so even if you don't have a community, find that safe haven in yourself, regardless mm -hmm. of where you're at. Yeah. 
So it's beautiful that you added this point around community. And that also reminds me when you said the inner community reminds me of the gods and goddesses that we can work with, with different archetypes. So I wonder what archetypes do you feel connected to and with what archetypes do you like to work um, and co-create? Yeah. So there's so many, and I work with many at different times. Some are Mm -hmm. extremely uh, definitely more in this realm of darkness where there there doesn't make sense. It's not a linear, logical, reasonable place. It's totally unreasonable and chaotic and doesn't make any sense, which is where I also find home. Mm. And it's important. So these are the realms of the darker goddesses, the darker forces of nature. Um, I So in those times, I would work with Uset or Isis, Anpu, which is Anubis, Nefsis, um, and Usar, Osiris. Like those mm-hmm. darker uh, forces of nature have been pretty much place where I can say that's my family for a while. But as we move through the different stages, which for me is like, I call it the tree of life, like those mm-hmm. encompass are held in the root, but then as, or like the mud or the roots of the lotus, and then we can ascend. So descending and ascension. Um, I also love Ma'at, which is very much um, Ma'at, which is just this place of no judgment. It's just seeing things as they are. Um, I'm, I love the clarity of a more scientific uh, or let's say a metaphysic, physical kind of explanation. So things where things absolutely make sense. <laughs> You know, Ma'at, Tehuti, which is Thoth, the wisdom keepers, the ones Mm. who hold things in laws and actually everything is precise. Everything is can be proven mathematically. Like those Mm. kind of frequencies are also important to me. Mm. So then I'll connect to Ma'at and to Tehuti and to different forces where I feel like, yeah, these this is what I need now. This is how I this is how I get I need to get my books in order. I need to you know get clear on my business structure or whatever, or I need to I'm too much now in the in the nonsensical. I, I need to make sense. I need to take a step forward. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get balance. Bringing in the balance. So yes. only dwelling in those uh, dark plate, like darker kind of done. It's also like, how do we enrich ourselves and nourish and then exhale from the underworld and live in the living world of daylight and move forward with precision, with clarity, with purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. And then also say, I don't know. And they'll go back in and seek comfort from those places. But every place of those have, have uh, a medicine, have a time. So yeah Mm. and how would you connect with these gods and goddesses what do they represent to you they represent aspects of my constitution as a Mm. human but also as a just like as a pretty much a mysterious vessel (laughs) of whatever's in me is also a fabric of the universe so they represent anything from my memories to my bloodline to my um, places where I I make decisions to where I get the willpower to step up and do something that's another force of nature Mm. and they're depicted by what you would say gods and goddesses but they represent the constitution of my anatomy of my body my soul of my spirit so Mm. yeah they are me and I am them and we all are it so (laughs) yeah I often find that connecting with these different archetypes allows me to expand beyond just my logical mind that is infused with worry with limitations with fears Mm -hmm. and just like expand in my energetics and more deeply connect with my intuition and get this other perspective of me into the flow yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and bringing through that kind of erotic core that brings another layers of of medicine is such an important aspect of what Scorpio is teaching us about intimacy of life and merging with that which we desire and it's interesting looking at your chart is like in the sixth house of service you have the Scorpio with Pluto and so Mm. what you bring the way that you know what serves you and the way that you're able to serve with your work is very much tied to this embrace 
of darkness, the holistic alignment that comes with embracing the parts of us that we don't like to look at, that are misunderstood in the society. And so beautifully bringing through the individual you were talking before about like how we need to merge in our like from the space of wholeness. And your sun is in conjunction with North Node in Aries, right? Which is that fiery expression of our desires of this is my human. This is who I came to be. Yet in this late degrees with your life direction, it is so intricately tied up to the astral realms, the ethers. And so connecting our desires into like the bigger picture that goes beyond and combining our human urges, instincts, gut feelings with the divine. Yeah, beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. What comes to me as you say that is your sex doesn't belong to anyone. Mm. It's yours and it's not and definitely isn't belonging to any partner or lover. It's Mm. not theirs, which is where I think a lot of the deep unspoken agreements come up through sexuality. We're lovers, we're partners, we have sex. And now there's a deep agreement that you're mine and I'm yours. Like it's like these contracts Mm Nothing absolutely monogamy is gorgeous, beautiful. I support all the expressions of how people want to engage sexually. There's a ma- there's a magic to all of it. It's not that it's more like I'm gonna control you now in the shadow because your sex is mine and my mm-hmm. sex is yours. Like now we're gonna go into control and manipulation, which is a huge part of the Scorpio energy. Control yeah, the power and play. the power play through yes. sexual energy. Because these are unspoken agreements. And off this is where the murky scorpionic energy comes in. We're not going to talk about it. It's just the way it is. It's felt in the air. And it's super, yeah, these agreements happen in a way telepathically. Mm. So, but also it merges in the underworld. There's like, you know, it's like, this is mine, mm-hmm. right? So the magic of transformation is saying, I release that. I take my claws off that. My sex belongs to the universe, belongs to life itself. Your sex belongs to the universe, belongs to life itself. It's life force energy. When that starts to become detangled in the underworld, there's a complete different meeting. Mm. There's integrity, but there's spaciousness and there's flow. That doesn't mean now it doesn't belong to anyone. So I can be with anyone I want. It doesn't matter because that's also just like a running away maybe of what is true. What is this sexual energy? It's free. It's life. It deserves to be held that way, even within oneself. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean commitments, monogamy, whatever. That's not what I'm saying. It's, an, uh, it's, it's like this healthy spaciousness with one sex when that starts to happen and it's this understanding I can't own it because when I own it I suppress it when I release it and understand it's just life moving through me not only does my sexual life change my expression change the way I feel about myself change my meetings change because I'm giving room for life itself to express through Mm. me and I'm not holding back So that is a way that sexual energy can begin to transform. But that's important to take those kind of like what I call like the claws or the cuffs or the chains, like open them up, darling. It doesn't it's not going anywhere. Actually, the more you let go, the more you'll have. The more you let go from your partner and want it him to belong, you let go, the more of his love you'll have, the more of your his respect you'll Mm. have and vice Mm. versa. Release. There's abundance. You don't need to cling mm-hmm. on. There's enough. There's so much actually that the more you let go and realize there's nothing to be afraid of, which is not an easy step, you will have so much more than you could even drink from. Like the cup overfloweth truly. So, and that goes the same for sex. It's the same for money. It's the same for power. Cling on to it, hone it. Scarcity happens. Release it, set it free. Suddenly you have more than you can even have. Like, it's like, mm. it's enough. So, yeah, that's important. So if you are with a partner or with partners or with a lover or lovers, learning the art of that. And then also the art of communicating honestly. 
Mm. Honestly mm. sharing what is unspoken here. Let's do this, but in an enjoyable way. What deep, dark desires are you hiding from me? Can we go there together? Can we share that together? Can we also express the vulnerability that maybe we are afraid or that we are clinging or can we find the right moment where we can have these deep conversations? Mm. It's amazing how intimate mm. the connection becomes through those conversations. Mm-hmm. But Scorpio delights in the unspoken. Scorpio doesn't want to talk about these things in a way like delights in the in the even in the little stings and bites that come along the way and even the complete venom attack because it's like this is where I get my life from it's from being stung with venom like this is yeah but after a while (laughs) but after a while it's like you've just been stung maybe 375 times like maybe you want to take a break and actually enjoy a different way of operating with that energy. Like mm. it doesn't always have to sting and hurt. Maybe there's ways where, as we shared before from this pain, we can have more pleasure. So if sex and connection is always painful, maybe there's a way to transform that. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. It brings me back to that, you know, dark and light being one and the same pain and pleasure also being on the same spectrum, just like there's not really good and bad. It's back to the awareness, heart, intentionality. And mm-hmm. for sure, Scorpio energy with a fixed modality, the fixed energy it likes to hold. And as potent as the space of deep presence, depth, truth can be for the alchemy and transformation what is the what is the time of that rest presence being and when does Mm. it become that yeah unhealthy ownership yeah so on my if we are going to talk about scorpio and the sting i just say like reflect and see how 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 are what's your relationship with getting stung and if you are someone who's constantly getting stung it's like shift your relationship with the dark shift your relationship and start to actually speak up like rather than keep things hidden behind those doors and keep having to learn the bitter medicine like the bitter the bitter um yeah lessons again and again through pain mm. and yeah which is what that i can right and even that can become obsessive and addictive even think okay so beautiful so now you brought in the word obsession that's another big word for the scorpionic season scorpios obsess and they possess so this obsession and that's when there's like yeah obsessed with getting stung obsessed with getting struck by this venom by this pain by this hurt Yeah. And also obsessed with the merging, but that's where the aspect that you brought on, what are we trying to merge with and for? What is the goal? What is the fixation on the other side? And how can we transmute or kind of flow into Pisces, which is the third water sign connected to the infinite potentiality, the the astral infinite transcendental realms where there is no goal there's nothing to hold on to so you know what is this space in which we can hold on to the truth to the love to the vision the 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 desire to merge with something that is bigger and then know when to let go and it's the same with our shadows how long do we need to be with them see them taste them love them make love to them and when can we kind of just dissolve into that love into that energy no longer holding and hoarding yeah beautiful yeah Mm. Mm -hmm. and so as we slowly come to the end of this um this tour of the portal of this episode of the temple of this episode (sighs) i would love to know um what is the path that you feel like you're currently being invited to like mm, deepen into when it comes to your teachings around sexuality and pleasure I feel like what's coming through right now is can we translate our pleasure and our sexuality as currency Mm. Meaning, can we create abundance for ourselves? 
And for me, abundance is healthy land, community, good water, eating food from the land and living with the land. Like it's that simple. I guess that's the Venus in Taurus that I all come Yeah, for sure. And currently transiting North Node in Taurus too, back to the simplicity, back to the basics and back, back to, to the basics. safety, right? Yeah. It is again at the core of even any kind of sexual exploration and to be right. able to open up to pleasure. Absolutely. And I feel it's the journey back from the mad trip of it, like where it becomes this crazy trip that's drenched in human stories and dramas and complete complications to a place where it's simple, it's nourishing. And I feel the like that's kind of where my stream is moving is how does it move back towards simplicity, back towards land, back towards community, and where it actually enriches people's lives and homes mm -hmm. and well-being as opposed to being this dark <laughs> manipulative scary shame-ridden taboo to a place where it's just life expressing itself and I feel the more it moves in towards that direction the more currency flows with it the more abundance flows with it the more people return back to living in this type of way and I do feel this is the future mm -hmm of our human civilization otherwise i don't see it going i i don't see a bright future if we're not going to address this issue mm. like i think this is the root and the core because it's a part of our deepest secret life and when that starts to in a way that dark starts to find some light then i think it's just permeates through everything that we do yeah yeah and we are in this transition with the transiting south node in Scorpio until the middle of next year, really inviting us to look into the shadows, to meet the darkness and see where the misalignments are, where are we not owning and loving the parts that are screaming then in ways that yeah. are actually not supporting us. Yeah beautiful and there's a distinction for me between dark and shadow when yes. we just talk about darkness it's a place of replenishment it's a place of mm -hmm. nourishment it's a place from the source shadow is just more of a place where we are there's like more the illusions that and the parts of us, the separate parts of us where we feel we're separate and mm -hmm. when light starts to shine on that our light of awareness they they come they just integrate back into the body mm -hmm. so yeah but darkness is a place to resource yeah. shadow is a place where we learn right and where yeah. we grow stronger and we integrate the different parts that we'd forgotten about like what you said the mis the disconnected forgotten parts of ourselves. Mm. and when they come home there's power in that they're just enrich our power yeah, yeah. but darkness is dark darkness is pure it's uh there's no shadow yeah. in darkness it's just dark so mm. there is a distinction yeah and I love that you use the word integrate back into us so that it's no cutting, no disowning, not like um, pretending like it's not a valuable expression as well. It's just yeah. misunderstood, misdirected. So how can we integrate it back? Yeah, there are their power into the shadows when they're integrated back into our view. They, these are the parts that come back, the disconnected part. They are our greatest power and source of mm -hmm. power. Because we learn a deep lesson from that. We become wiser, stronger, more whole, and more human once they come home. Yeah. What a journey. <laughs> mm, yeah. Because we did speak about Temple of Shadow, or you opened it, and we never really went there. So that would be <laughs> that place. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we can't see them so often. So it's always good to have good people around who can point out lovingly the parts yes. of us that we cannot see. Yeah. the sacred mirroring and mm -hmm. this is where the scorpio merging aspect comes to when it's again being the mirror for another to be able to merge deeper into themselves and the source the core of who they are sometimes i call the sun to the moon like the person who's shining the light shining the light on someone's moon and then they those parts get integrated yeah mm -hmm. or that i call it that way there's many rituals that are around that mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And so as you soon embark on a journey through Egypt, um, you do them a few times a year. Is that correct? 
I do them once or twice a year. The next one will be November 2023. Oh, so I'm taking okay. a year between this one and the next one. Mm-hmm. Say the next one, we, we want to bring more focus on astrology, actually, on the Egyptian oh. astrology. So uh, I love that, <laughs> that you're asking me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amazing. So <laughs> I was very, I was seriously looking up this, this journey, this pilgrimage of yours, and I felt deeply called. Um, but a spirit said not yet. And perhaps it's because you're bringing Egyptian astrology next year. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And so if people do want to immerse themselves in your teachings and be in your presence, what are the ways that they can experience you? Yeah, so I am taking uh, a little bit of space next year from ISTA, which I'm very, I love ISTA and I'm still part of it, but I will be doing less trainings and more trainings now with the Blue Lotus Soul Initiation. So mm-hmm. it's a week long retreat where the medicine that I carry is Blue Lotus and I serve it as tea. And so we go and it has a very beautiful, mild, but super potent effect. Yeah. Um, so we journey, um, there will be a journey in uh, April in Mexico. Wow. And then one in June in Samutraki in Greece and at some point one in Portugal. Um, so yeah, you can find me in live events and retreats, which I love. So Mexico, Greece, Egypt in November. And otherwise I'm offering a one month Blue Lotus mentorship in January online. So you can, and you'll be shipped Lotus so you can drink while you journey on this deep understanding of how to work with this medicine of the underworld and the overworld and work with this flower and uh, yeah you can find me on egyptian uh, templearts.com egyptian-templearts but my new website is actually in the making and i can share it now because maybe by the time you listen to this it will already be up it's called bliss.school and bliss stands for blue lotus international soul sanctuary so um, yeah reviving the sanctuaries of the soul back through blue lotus so yeah <sighs> so that's a few offerings in the pipeline and yeah <laughs> so maybe people cannot see me but what you were explaining at the beginning when your body is vibrating and you're dripping <laughs> this is how I feel when like you share this information <laughs> amazing Yasmin thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your beautiful presence for being in this space and taking us into many potent spaces within oh thank you for inviting me and also this beautiful opportunity to get to know you you're such Mm -hmm. an amazing soul i'm glad to know you (laughs) thank you thank you thank you likewise and thank you to all that have been listening to this yes. podcast and who are tuning in. Yeah, your presence matters too. Absolutely. And if you wish to connect with Yasmin, I'll also put all of the links in the show notes below. Yay. And please do. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Yes. Letting that sink in. And if turned you on beside connecting with Yasmin I also have a beautiful playground for you to dive deeper into for those who are daring and feeling ready to go full in with life my one-on-one mentorship the cosmic journey with modalities of astrology akashic records human design full of ritual and embodiment is a place of nourishment flourishing as well as loving all the parts of you to come alive in the full potential that you carry and there is also a special playground the sensual shadow play i have a master class for you that is extremely affordable and it goes into this continuous process of intimate meeting with the deepest most beautiful and tender parts of ourselves others and the whole of life essential shadow play where we explore what are the shadows how to spot them what are the different types of shadows to bring our awareness into this inner reflection to give it structure the language and the light so we get to know our most charts 
shadows through the awakening potency of triggers and activations like jealousy, envy, shame, guilt, judgment, resistance, all of those yummy pieces. <laughs> and we learn how to lovingly integrate these vulnerable parts of us. We go on a deeper journaling process of uncovering and connecting um, with our humanness and a tender embodiment dance, a guided moving meditations with those shadows. It's truly a potent and activating masterclass and something that I feel equips you to meet with all of all kinds of processes of life in a sensual playful loving way if you're interested you can find me on instagram feva christina or go directly to my webby cosmicaspirations.com and under the master ass classes <laughs> you will find more information about sensual shadow play as well as other offerings that i have other master classes other programs and more is coming something that i'm extremely excited about and whichever way you feel called to expand this connection between us i honor you i love you i cherish you truly truly it feels such a gift to be able to do this and if something touched you, if you feel the call, I would be super grateful for more people to receive this medicine and these activations. So any sharing either with your friends or on your platforms with your community is extremely appreciated. Share spreading the love um, and always happy to receive your feedback of what has touched you what has perhaps brought doubt and took you deeper into something, um, whether it's a revelation or a challenge that arose. So yeah, here's your invitation uh, to connect with me even more personally. Slide into my DMs. Let's flirt. <laughs> Again, thank you for being here. Until next time. <laughs>